When Jesus drew near to Jerusalem, seeing the city, he wept. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our blessed Lord wept over his faith, his, his chosen people, over his temple, over Jerusalem, the holy city. He wept because it was supposed to be holy. He had chosen it. He had showered it with his graces. He had chosen the Israelites alone among all the peoples of the earth to receive his revelation through the prophets in the Old Testament, through Moses, and finally through himself, the incarnate word of God, and yet they rejected him. He wept seeing how they rejected all his special graces, how they refused to believe in him, and so he foresaw the divine chastisement that would befall them in less than 40 years, literally wiping the city of Jerusalem off the face of the earth so that there was not one stone left upon another. Yet, despite the foreknowledge our Lord had, his love and mercy for his chosen people does not knows no end. He still makes one last effort to convert them. The events in today's gospel, which we have just heard, happened during Holy Week. Our Lord had just triumphantly entered into Jerusalem on the donkey. In a few days, he knows full well the people of the city will be crying, crucify him. And yet, he goes into the temple to purify it, to drive out the buyers and sellers, and he tries to teach them, but they would not listen. And the temple in Jerusalem, the temple of Almighty God, is an image of, not only of the church, but it is an image of our own souls, which are supposed to be temples of God, temples of God who dwells in us by his grace, temples of our Lord Jesus Christ when we receive him in Holy Communion. Do we give our Lord cause to weep over us as he wept over Jerusalem? Do we, or do we recognize and profit from the time of our visitation, the time that he deigns to visit us with his grace, with his teaching, with his presence in the Blessed Sacrament? Do we profit from his visitation to repent of our sins, to do penance for them, and to seek to know and love God more each day? Or like the Jews of old, do we take pride that we believe in the true God, that I belong to the true church, 
that I profess him, my faith in him with my lips, and yet take no thought or concern that perhaps my heart is far from him. For this reason, the Church gives us in the epistle of today's Holy Mass this partial examination of conscience from St. Paul's epistle to the Corinthians. Citing the example of the chosen people as they followed Moses in the 40 years in the desert, of their continual falling into sin, he tells us, do not be like them. Do not covet as they coveted. Neither become ye idolaters as some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Of course, nowadays it's very rare that someone is tempted to fall down in adoration before a statue of wood or stone. But we are nonetheless idolaters if we choose some created thing, be it money or pleasure or fame or power as our ultimate goal, if we make one of these created things to be our source of happiness rather than God himself. Neither, continues St. Paul, let us commit fornication, as some of them fornicated, and there fell in one day three and twenty thousand. This should remind us that fornication and such like is no mild offense. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them tempted and perished by the serpents, and neither do you murmur, as some of them murmured and were destroyed by the destroyer, the destroying angel who brought the chastisement of God upon them. And St. Paul goes on to tell us that all these things happened, or rather all these things were written down in sacred scripture for our correction. We have the bad example of what not to do. Be not like them. And if we have the misfortune to fall into those same sins, be not like them, do not harden our hearts, do not harden our necks, but rather let us fall down and beg our Lord in humble repentance and beg our Lord for forgiveness. For as our Lord said in today's Gospel to the Jews of Jerusalem, if only you had known the things that are to your peace, but now they are hidden from you. And all these evils, the destruction of your city, will happen in the most terrible siege that is ever recorded in history, will come upon you because you know not the time of your visitation. Jerusalem was not destroyed because its people were sinners. We are all sinners. Jerusalem was destroyed because the Son of God came among them with his grace and his mercy, and they refused to repent. Let us not follow their bad example. We know that the church is the bride of Christ and therefore cannot fail. We know that the church will last to the end of time. She cannot be destroyed, no matter how battered and bruised 
she appears to be in our eyes, our human eyes in this life. But we ourselves, individual Christians, have not the same promise from Christ. We know all too well that we can fail. Let us not, let not our failings become permanent. For as St. Paul reminds us at the end of today's epistle, God is faithful. He will not let us be subject to a temptation more than we can bear. Or if it is too much for us, he will give us the grace and the strength we need to triumph over these temptations. If only we are faithful to his help. And so today, let us turn to the one human person, our Blessed Mother, who was always perfectly faithful to our Lord's grace in everything. And let us beseech her intercession to help us to remain faithful to our Lord so that at the last day we may be found worthy to rejoice with her and all the saints in the everlasting wedding banquet of the Son of God and his spouse, the Church. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.